before you get to him Any scheme you made, he's already ruined He's hot on your back and the bottom line is good But people love this crime Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube With Mike underscores. You know, I love going to restaurants downtown, turning your frown around, and like everybody, falls countdown. <laughs> hey, I'm ready to crumb up. Now let's watch a full-length Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. How are you, man? Hey, Mike. Good to see you. How are you? I'm yeah, doing well. Thank you. Yeah. 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 You got mm. bought a new comb, I see. Looking good. I, full disclosure, I have not cut my hair all summer, and <laughs> I'm just letting it go. Uh, you can see it right now on YouTube. Uh, it, well, eventually. Let me Not tell you, right. we are streaming right now on MutinyRadio.fm, our favorite place to stream first. We do this every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, following Found Round Sound. No, Moscato, is that the show? Found Round one? Sound. Found Round Sound, Moscato. It's a wax. What's the other one? It's a cool name, too. It was like flat, pla flat, flat plastic. Yeah, that's a flat. reference to a record. Right, and, and so, so is Found Round Sound. That's right. a record. Mm-hmm. You spin me right. Anyway, welcome to the show. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We want you to watch the video and listen to the podcast at the same time. We stream first on Mini Radio. Sunday is 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We are a podcast and a video podcast on YouTube. You can find us on your podcast service at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Same acronym for YouTube. So, Carl, what is the movie we were watching this week? Well, this week we will watch Bucket of Blood, 1959. Bucket of Blood. Yes, the channel you can speech to text it. The channel we like is called Lost N, the letter N, like okay. N, Found Films. Lost okay. N Found Films. Lost and Found. We want you to hold your nose and type in Bucket of Blood. 1959. You're going to find many copies of this film. We yeah. are looking for the one hosted by Lost, the letter N, Found Films. Lost and Found Films. Now, Mike, it's important because it's a good copy. It's colorized. There are other yeah. options out there. This one is really great. No ads. Okay, listen, we like movies, and we'll watch it any way we can, even if it's colorized. So, booey hooey on fooey. Uh, if you haven't seen this movie, you're in for a treat. In Bucket of Blood, 
Why don't we just call it like a lot of gross shit? I, I don't know. <laughs> gross shit. Listen, can we address the colorization? You are against colorization. My attitude, it's a mixed bag. I am against colorization. I think people should just suck it and watch a black and white movie. Mm-hmm. That said, uh, people do watch It's a Wonderful Life, and Violet <laughs> it has a violet dress. Isn't that cute? But I do think Ted Turner, with his mad rush to colorize films, made amends by also archiving and creating like a real <clears throat> collective source of films. Like A lot of stuff we watch, we, would, we watch because Ted Turner was able to get it. So I don't know. I, I'm a Ted Turner guy. I, I think he did just great with TCM, but colorization. I'm not a fan. Okay. But okay. Can I tell you a story? I went to this hipster San Francisco uh, uh, tender knobby uh, detective store, and he had videos. And yeah. I rented Maltese Falcon, right? And that's around uh-huh. the neighborhood. And it was colorized. And I said, that was a colorized version. He goes, I knew that. I thought you knew that too. I thought you wanted to watch the color, read the colorized version. Uh-huh. Well, okay, let me speak to it, right? I'm yes. with you about it's bad, but at the same time, this podcast is like to attract the eye. It's pretty right. in its color, and we do people talk over are lame and don't watch black and white films very often. They're lame. Okay. So we got to cast a wide net. <laughs> we do talk over the film, so it's not like we're not adding to the film ourselves. You're right, so. of course, yes. That's right. Okay, sounds good. So let us... Hold our collective nose. Now you say, Mike, this is a lot of information. Bucket of Blood, 1959, Lost and Found film. It's going to take me a second to hit play and hit pause and move the timer to zero, zero, zero. Give me some time. Okay, dude, relax. Carl? Yeah. Take it away with the Celebrity Celebrity Media Countdown. Take it away. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Dana Marie. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Now, Dana, we know each other out there on the comedy scene. We see each other at shows. We see each other at open mics. We see each other at open mics. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have friends in common, friends who are with us, friends who are not with us anymore, yeah. right? So, how did you, would you say you're a Hudson Valley comedian? Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair to say. Okay. Yeah. So, how long have you been doing it and how did you get started? So I've been doing it for three years. I started in 2019 and then... That is recent. Yeah, (laughs) recent. The pandemic happened and then I just came back to it in 2021. So altogether, I'd say three years. Three years. And there was the interruption of the pandemic. Did it really interrupt? Did you do Zoom shows and stuff? I did not. I did not even try to do Zoom shows because I did Zoom classes. Mm -hmm. And they were so bad that I would never subject myself to... She had a little experience. I had a little experience. Okay, I understand. So you really did have a chunk of a break of it. Four yeah. months, six months. Yeah, like seven something months. Something like that. Yeah. Seven months. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, you're glad you're back, right? I am glad I'm back. Okay, now part of your comedy involves your journey with cancer. Yes. Okay? And that it prominently features into it. So tell us about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly why I got into comedy. Was for, after I got diagnosed 10 years ago. I like went through a pretty serious round of treatment, a couple serious rounds of treatment, and then afterwards, I started. You started like turning into like a new person. Mm-hmm. So with well, that, you go through challenges, and you know you have to endure. I'm sure 
Yeah, it's to- you're a totally different person with all the trauma that you've been through. Mm-hmm. So then I like to turn that trauma into laughter. Mm-hmm. It's the best medicine, as they say. <laughs> so I um, And I also wanted to connect with people. I wanted to connect with people on something that was so serious that a lot of ed- everyone has someone that they know that has cancer. Absolutely. So I think that talking about it openly and making jokes about it is something that is healing for me specifically. Mm-hmm. And I hope that it can be really healing for other people as well. That yeah. Well, I mean, it's like you said, it's, I mean, I wouldn't say like relatable comedy, but everybody does know somebody who's grappling with or has succumbed to, you know, like my father passed, you know, everybody knows. So it is very relatable. Now you got a, this is old man glasses. Everyone who watches the podcast already knows that. Um, You have a podcast that involves the journey with cancer and helping other people, right? Yes. Okay. It's called Still Positive. Yes. All right. Now wherever you get your podcast but you're pushing YouTube right that's where yeah. you would like people to sub subscribe to you yeah yeah it's um it's a podcast where we talk to people with chronic illnesses or disabilities mm-hmm. and we just sort of like share each other's stories and sort of share you know treatments and things that we're going through because as soon as you start with a chronic illness it sort of can spiral into like many chronic illnesses so learning about what other people are going through is something that I really connect with sounds like you could really learn from it yeah and there's so many people that when they first get diagnosed with things like this they have no idea and they're just like searching this connects them for something yeah and like finding information for themselves on like what is what I'm looking at here because the doctors will tell you the diagnosis they'll give you all the like bones of it but then Uh afterwards you're like well what does this mean right (laughs) right you've been given a bunch of facts not like a executive summary what's going to happen to me (laughs) okay well that sounds like a great forum this podcast but it's not comedy now if we want to see comedy okay before we get to this countdown shall i leave that in we'll find out in the final cut so that podcast sounds like an excellent forum, but it doesn't sound like comedy. So where can people find you, Dana Marie, out there? On the internet, on uh, social media especially? Where do we get... See what you're up to. See your shows. What are you doing? Yeah, so my Instagram is five underscores. Sorry about that. What? Five underscores Dana Marie. Dana with a Y. It's phonetic. A lot of a lot of things. But it's five underscores Dana Marie. I usually post my shows that are coming up on there. I have yeah. one on Thursday at the City Winery in uh, <laughs> whatever. But uh, I also have some shows coming up. Shall I leave that in? We'll find out in the final cut. Getting all this Mike Spiegelman. All right, now. Everybody at home is poised to watch this film at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. So everyone at home has got to press play at the exact same time we do here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Dana Marie, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Ready? Three, two, one, go! Thank you, celebrity comedian, for that. Are you American or are you international? Are you American or are you international? I will talk to you of art. Well, there is nothing else to talk about. For there is nothing else. You remember Life is a Mr. Hobo. Yes, right. The, the florist owner from 
Little Shop of Horrors. There's Dick Miller. Yes. Now, for the first time, you know, first time I saw this film, I thought this guy was Mel Well. I thought this guy was Mr. Was Gravis Mushnick. Oh. You see why? Well, he has uh, that lick, and he's kind of hunched over like him. Yep. But he has a recognize... body. You didn't say, hey, that's the guy from Little Shop of Horror who eats flowers? Dick Miller? I would have. I totally know Dick Miller already, though, so I didn't. Oh, you're, you're talking about the, the beatnik up there. Yeah, the beatnik up there. You remember Miss... Uh... Yeah, I remember. It's not him? It's not. And I saw it no, the whole well, that's first right. time I saw it. Now, do you remember Aubrey, Audrey? Yes. Audrey won, right? This right. other actress, I totally thought... Look, there's Mel Mushnick, right? It looks like Mushnick. Oh, he's got some good eyeliner going on. Oh, it's the colorization, damn you! <laughs> Turner. He wrote this poem, this actor. This actor's real name is Julian Burton. He wrote this, uh, this, this reminds me of the movie, So I Married an Axe Murderer, which starts off at Vesuvio's or a yeah. stylized coffee shop around the corner in North Beach. And it's, it has Mike Myers' uh, thing. What's that? Oh, man, I remember Whoa, that. Oh, man, yeah. But it starts off with the history of a cappuccino as it goes through this 90s cafe. It's really uh -huh. cute. Yeah, you know, Roger Corman, I watched a documentary called That Guy, Dick Miller. Yeah. And he basically said, hey, well, let's go to a beatnik uh, coffee shop. Well, and yeah, they, they research for this film was on the Sunset Strip at all of these beatnik coffee houses. They just, the, he and Charles, the writer, Charles Griffith, they just Charles went Griffith. there, yeah, and got drunk. Interesting. Like, how many times, like, it's like, so you went to a coffee shop, and then you're like, now I could write coffee shop in the movie? Uh, no, he, Corman was part of the beat. Uh, let me, he's, I got a quote here from him about it. Uh, as, he's not a beatnik, really. Here it is. Uh, by the way, look at Dick Miller now. He's a busboy, and he's timid and frail. It's like he got damaged in life. Okay, right. that's his persona. The guy up there on the stage is pontificating poetry. Yay! Oh. Is it my, my turn yet? Am I next on the list? Right. It's an open mic. It really is, Mike. It's an open mic. Okay. Uh -oh, then why is it? Get on the stage. Oh, the show's over. He's going like, don't fuck around with the guests. Get going. Hey. <laughs> That's Leonard. Now, look. There's Aubrey. Audrey. Oh. Audrey. You know, the documentary, Audrey and Dick Miller are in tons of movies. Because at one point, I think I was married to her. Like look at the Gremlins. talk show host, by the way. Oh, all right. Oh, we'll get back to him. Like they were married? Yeah, so in the movie Gremlins, Dick Miller's wife is Audrey. Right, right, right. And there's a bunch of films he was saying. I got to the point where I just figured I was married to her. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, so I watched this film thinking I was watching Mushnick and Audrey, right? right? And I wasn't at all. Roger Corman said this in 2016. I, being a young director and knowing lots of young directors, writers, hung out with a group that could be considered vaguely beatnik. Now, these beatniks predate the hippies, okay? But it's similar. Uh, yeah. I was not a beatnik. However, when we made Bucket of Blood, the beat scene was more or less at its peak. A Bucket of Blood was ultimately an affectionate 
affectionate satire on a movement that was soon to be replaced by the hippie generation. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, then even in the documentary, it ties, connects the dots to the movie The Trip. Right. Where it was based, which Dick Miller was also in, where he was just basically, well, you know, I, I decided to take acid and make a movie <laughs> about my experience. Now we're finding out that this guy isn't really a beatnik. He's an undercover cop. Oh, jeez. Now a, let's hear some good... Dick Miller, okay? Bring on a multitude with a multitude of fishes. Feed them to the fishes for liver oil to nourish the artist. <laughs> that was word for word. Repeating Maxwell. You mean you don't remember your own poem? Listen. I refuse to say anything twice. Repetition is death. Repetition oh, is death. He's not going to say anything twice. Something. You are reliving a moment, wasting it, severing it from the other end of your life. I believe only in new impressions, new stimuli, new life. I thought you believed that life is an obscure hobo bumming a ride on a... I do believe that. <laughs> I also believe creative living. To be uncreative, you might as well be in your grave. Or in the army. <laughs> you tried to draft me once. Yeah? I couldn't pass the test. Couldn't pass the test? Why are you fucking around? You've got tables to bust! Yeah, right, here he comes. Move it over like a mid-manager. Le Leonard's oh watching God. you. Has a Listen, I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but I know I couldn't help but notice you didn't get to the other tables. Now she doesn't look like Audrey to me at all. Okay, we cut away from her. Listen, I don't want you to lose your job, but chop, chop! Oh, we always say, when we see like a, a, a nightclub and a, and a movie, is it a yeah. real set or is it a this real This is play? real. This is real. This is real? This is a set? Oh, yes, you're right. It's a set. What I mean is, like, we talk about the myth of the nightclub in the 40s, yeah. the myth of the punk club in the 80s. Right. This was real. They It was a coffee house, essentially, and there were a bunch of hippie kind of beatniks in it. My These second are... question? Go ahead. Where do I sign up? Where's oh, you just come. Yeah, where's the list? You just come and, yeah, get on the list. I'll Creatures from the bold beyond that of the afterlife of matter itself. I could just write these poems. Just wing it. I'm going to snap. I'll snap during the poetry, and then when you say a zinger, I'll go. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. We're missing a lot of the beatnik cool stuff here. Okay, so we've met really cool people and artists, and also we met a wimpy-ass uh, busboy. Right. Now, he's gawking at two people kissing, not understanding that he's being inappropriate. He's quirky. Now, next thing you know, they want me to put my pants up. <laughs> Whoa, he can't uh, even kick the can. He can't oh my God, even... he died, Carl. He kicked the can. <laughs> he did die. Uh, 90, where was it? Oh... Uh... It was after the documentary. He was 19, pretty old in that. 2019. 2019. So he made it a long time. He missed the pandemic, poor guy. Now, here is uh, the grandma from last time, Myrtle Vale. Oh, so this is so the, the, the this is considered a trilogy. This movie came first. We had watched yes. uh, Little Shop of Horrors, which is second. And then there was some kind of like underwater monster thing. Yes, exactly. Third. But it was connected by the humor, the quickness, and that it was a uh, collaboration between Charles Griffin, the, the screenwriter, and Corman exactly. producing and directing. Exactly right. 
So he comes home and basically we learn that he's, you know, he's lives alone and his landlady's all concerned. When, when did you eat last? Oh, yeah, that's back when landladies in L.A. were like, listen, tenant, um, I'm concerned about your health. Yeah, that's right, because I want you to pay. Uh, let me just... Oh, look at it. That's called a tin can opener. God, it's so elaborate. Just to open a slits. <laughs> oh, look, now he's got some... That's some serious pot he's got. I forget what I was looking up. We were talking about something. I was going to look it up. Can I tell you something stupid I learned from the documentary? Yes, please. His name, Walter Paisley, this character's name, has haunted this actor in all the movies he's done. He's done over 200 movies, right? Right, exactly. But he, because it was, he did like 10 Corman movies, the guys in, you know, American International or whatever, New Line, or whatever the, the, the Corman company was in the 70s, yeah. they started hiring uh, Dick Dick Miller again. I just watched him in, some, in uh, Hollywood Boulevard from, from the 70s. And they in that movie, Hollywood Boulevard, he played Walter Paisley. Walter Paisley, the same name. Same name. And they even had a prop. And in the movie, he showed it on, off it on his wall where it said proprietor Walter Paisley. Walter, <laughs> for several movies, like After Hours, he's named Walter. If you ever watch a Dick Miller movie, see what name he has. In several yeah, movies, he's be. named uh, Walter Paisley. In fact, this last movie from 2019, he was wrapped by Walter Paisley. Listen, I got to put up the sound. Okay. We hear a cat. Oh. What is Money it? Venus Spiegelman? What is it? Venus Spiegelman, that's my old black cat. This is a painting. Now look, he's trying to make a... He's trying to be a sculpture. Sculptor. Oh my God, is that what happened to my cat Venus? <laughs> yes. Not yet. Not yet. There's the ears. Those are eyes. Tiny lips. Sparkling eyes. Okay. Oh, you need some potato head uh, your hat and, and ears. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They could just pluck it in. Oh. Listen, the cat. That Venus. darn cat. He's in distress. What's cat's up? I mean, what's up, cat? Uh oh. Hello. The difference of a different pot than we saw before, but that doesn't matter. Yeah, you, the last one was more of a hybrid. Now look how he hit his head. I think that was on purpose and not like a... Frankie, shut up! He got oh, stuck the in the wall. You get yourself stuck in a wall. I hate that. Yeah, I hate when the cat gets stuck in the wall. I'm like, why don't you die and rot already? This I, mean, I would night, never say that. Hey, watch, Mike. It's so fake. Look. Right to the wall. Now he stabbed the cat. This is like Hamlet. Frankie? <laughs> is it? Yeah. He thought that behind the curtain there was a... a oh, right. Cat. Right. Yeah. This is like Hamlet. Now watch. The wall will be cut out already. See how it's already cut out? Oh, yeah, right. But did he pull the the wall right around the knife? Yes. <laughs> now, oh. oh my poor stuffed animal! Look how it's rock hard, like it has rigor mortis after one stab. Carl, I can confirm from stuffed an does the stuffed animal get stabbed in the wall? Yeah. 
So references to Dick Miller being like Walter Paisley are all over. Like The Howling, 1981, Twilight Zone movie, 1983, Chopping uh, Mall in 86. That's right. Chopping Mall. You already mentioned uh, Hollywood Boulevard. And like you said, if his, if his last name isn't Paisley, okay, first of 10 roles where Dick Miller's character's last name is Paisley or his first name is Walter or both. Crazy. So we were doing all the same Corman movies. He did a bunch no. of movies up front. Yes. And then he was associated, of course, with Joe Dante, who put Dick Miller in every one of his films, including Burying the X. From, 19, mm -hmm. from 2014. He was really old in that movie, Dick Miller, but he was in it. Yeah, his press photo when he comes up on IMDb is that time. Old guy? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what's weird is that he has this tattoo. I saw it in Hollywood Boulevard, and he shows it in the documentary. And obviously the 70s and 2010s, uh, it's like that cool age soldier tattoo, you know. Well, it's a World War II tattoo. On trucking? Yeah, no, it's it's a naked lady, and he, he points to his wife, who he had married for, for, for decades, but after the tattoo, he goes, yeah, this is Elaine right here. <laughs> <laughs> is this, uh, so he killed the cat by mistake. No, it wasn't by mistake. He stabbed him in the wall. Well, it was by mistake. He was going to cut the wall to release the cat. And I felt this paw, this dog paw, pushing <laughs> my head through the wall. I didn't know what happened. I was out of call. Bark, bark. Bark. Quiet spot. He's stuck in the wall. Bark, bark, knife. Okay. I'll get the knife. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Lassie? You want me to stab him? I thought bark, I just wanted bark. to get around. <laughs> okay. Now, look. There's Audrey by the it isn't Audrey as I see her. Her name in this is um Carla. Look at it's inappropriate to have Carla's uh watching. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Now look, the internet swears in the bottom right will see the boom mic shadow. I never okay. see it. Keep watching the bottom right. Okay, what he did is he took clay and he put it over his cat. He just perfectly <laughs> shaped the to the cat. And, of course, they're just going to think he's a sculptor. I don't see a boom mic. Do you see a boom mic? No, maybe it's colorized. Out. Do you see a boom, comma, Michael, like Mike? Yeah. I Do you we... hear a boom, comma, Mike? <laughs> boom. I see no boom, Carl. I hear no boom, Carl. <laughs> the yellow dog. Do you think? No boom. Okay, so... They're like, holy shit, this is really fucking good, you know? And, of course, uh, okay. Leonard's being judgmental, but but uh, Carla here is genuine, you know? It, it's a really good work. Now, look at it, Mike. Do you really think that's the most magnificent thing you've ever seen? I, I mean, I just checked. Does the cat get stabbed and covered in plaster.com? And it says yes. It says uh, yes. It's in the script. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll put it in the corner of it's the It's ugly. So, it's, you know, this is a kind of a jarring movie because it is he has a cat with a knife. <laughs> Maybe so. They call this a slasher film, but I really don't think it's appropriate. Well, because he slashed the cat? Well, he never... No, they just call it, like, um, one of the first slasher movies ever made, albeit 
a com comedic and not very serious slasher. But the thing is, he never slashes anybody. Well, he kills for his art, right? Is that what it's going to happen? Yes, Ooh, that five deaths, including the cat. Right, because cats are people too. Cats are people too. They even have their own Facebook page, right, Venus? Meow. Don't say yes to the man. Yes, yes, that's correct, Carl. I'm not <laughs> under my cat's control at all. <laughs> crazy. That's crazy, man. It's like he stabbed the cat and then put plaster around it. Me, man. Mike, is it hanging? What, how's it hanging? <laughs> oh, good. How are you? He likes my cat. Get to work. Get to oh, work, bitch. I don't see a boom, Carl. <laughs> yeah, that's over. Hey, Walter. Come here, Walter. Now, Look at that jukebox. we've now had our inciting incident, and things are going to change for Walter starting now. How'd you do it, Walter? Fine. Just took some clay and fixed it up. Attention. I will pontificate. Yellow portals. I am sure you noticed on your right a small clay figure. Assume this transfixed effigy to be the work of a master sculptor. Indeed, you are right. Indeed, so it is. That master sculptor is in our midst. Whoa! He's <laughs> now <laughs> so funny. Our very own busboy, whose hands of genius have been carrying away the empty cups of your frustration. Hands of genius. Mark well, this lad. His is the silent voice of creation. Whoa! Within the dark, rich soil of humility, he blossoms as the hope of our nearly sterile century. He does not. He doesn't do. Bring me an espresso, Walter. Oh, zing. Man, you are in. Oh, Walter, it was wonderful. The greatest ever. That was such a great speech that he gave about you. Hey, let's crowd around the guy who got a speech. Now here comes talk show host again. What do you so do? You, what talk show host was he doing? Well, he did. Okay, here he is. Um, he did Tattletales. <laughs> he did oh. Super Password. He did, he did uh, Draw. Okay, so his, he's not Wink Warnendale. He's not Buck. right. Yes. All okay. right. Huh? He's Bert Convy. And oh. look, he was an actor. He he was all over TV and everything. He was a singer, but he got fame as a talk show host and a panelist. Now, look, this guy got picked up by the Phillies when he was 17 years old. That's pretty cool. And he right. played like minor league baseball for two years. Um, also, he was in this band called The Cheers in 1950, and they had a top 10 hit. The uh, hit it about Everybody yeah. knows your name. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cheers. It, it's um black. Check out the name of the song. Black denim trousers and motorcycle boots. <coughs> Listen to this. I dug it. My cat. Me, she's in love with, with Walter. Like wickiest thing I've ever seen. Like wicked thing. you've done something to me. Something deep down inside of my prana. <laughs> oh, well, I want to be with you. Let's do creative. it. Right there in the coffee shop. Like right, right there in the coffee you, shop. And I want to be warm by it. 
Gee, that's nice of you, Naolia. Yeah. Walter, take me away. Take me away to some cool blue place. <laughs> Gasping. I can't. I gotta Mrs. go home. Mrs. Troll when she was. Oh, I'll go home with you. Oh no, Mrs. Wicked wouldn't like that. She's my landlady. Isn't there anything I can do for you? The game show host loves it. Think so, Naolia. Walter, I can't let you just split like this. I've got to do something. I've got to contribute. She's got to contribute, Mike. You don't have to do anything. Wait. Wait, there is one thing I can do. One little thing. Don't leave, Walter. Okay. I want to give you something. Don't leave, Walter. Something that'll make you remember me. Slow down, Walter. We still got ten more minutes to fill. Now, this actress's last name is Burton, Jean Burton, just like our Maxwell, you know, the pontificator, Julian Burton. So I right. searched law, high and low for them like that. I just thought, oh, it's his wife or something. Nope, no relation, no. Okay, now, right. but Naomi, her name isn't Naomi, Naola. And also, the actress's name is Jean, but it's J-H-E-A-N. Isn't that interesting? J-H-E-A-N. H-E-I-N? E-I-N? No. Yeah. It's Jean, like J-E-A-N, but the H is in the middle there. J-H-E-A-N. Oh. Okay, now, what Niola gave him is heroin. That's what she gave him, heroin. And talk show host is an undercover cop. That's right. That's right. He now, was the host of it. The giveaway was a show. Uh, people are narking. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he killed the cat by mistake. Okay. Yes. He is going to now have a second victim. And again, it's kind of self-defensey. And he's like a weirdo. So he freaks out. Wilshop was next. He said in the documentary, I didn't want to be typecast. You know, he was not typecast, but he didn't. He, I already did that role. He, there was no sequels back then, and I didn't want to do the same thing again. Of course, and, yeah. Uh, and he gave And Jonathan Hayes is in the documentary. Old Jonathan Hayes, his best buddy. Yeah. From Wilshop. You know, he does say what you told me last week, which was that he, he gave the role to, he recommended Jonathan Hayes and uh, Jackie. Um, he recommend Jonathan Hayes recommended uh, Charles Charles Griffin as a writer to Corman. Cool. Okay, let's listen. I also saw that chick lay these on you. Oh, that was Naolia. She's a nice girl. She's kind of strange though. I guess she figures I get headaches or something. Okay, Walter, who's your connection? Connection? Connection. connection. Who do you score from? Yeah, come on! I got you red-handed. You're under arrest. That's now, really heroin. See. Look, how's it colorized? Is it black tar or <laughs> what? What? Nothing. It's Chinese. It look like white pills to me. Isn't heroin white? Sure, oh, girl. Cop. <laughs> you're not cool. You're not. You're not one of the cool kids. <laughs> you don't even look. know what heroin looks like. I am. I have the same hair as Dick Miller. If cool. I said to you, can I give you smack, you'd say yes, and I would go. And I'll smack you back. <laughs> oh, smack. cop gun. Cop gun. Prop gun. Prop gun. <laughs> now, look, <laughs> you do not threaten uh, a guy with a frying pan. 
Why? Because you will go bong. Oh my god, he got ketchup all over his pan. Now we don't see him on the floor, do we? This is the writer's grandmother! She was the flapper you told me last week. She's she a radio was, flapper. Uh, yeah, she was never a flapper, but on radio, yeah, there was a soap opera that she was a big part of called Myrtle and Marge or some crap. I forget, it's not in front of me. And she wasn't, she played an old retired flapper. Um, let me just see if I can find her here. Um, here she is. It was called Mert and Marge. Maybe that is what I said. She's yeah. from Hawthorne, New Jersey. Shout out. Shout out. Um, she was what on the radio you? from 32 to 46, and that was her fame, because you could be famous from the radio back then. 32 to 46? Um, yes. That's a good chunk of change. Yeah, oh. that is. And... And then her success went away. She tried to revive it a million times. These Corman films are part of that. The first yes. film that her grandson ever wrote, you know, Charles Griffin, was like another... Okay, here's where we get buck, uh, another thing from Myrtle and March. Here's where we get Bucket of Blood from. But is it a bucket or like a saucepan? It's a spaghetti pan. Maybe he's making Bucket of Sauce. Isn't it too low for... It's wide enough for a spaghetti pan. No, that could be a spaghetti pan. No, you know what? That would definitely, that's definitely on my bucket of blood list. <laughs> now, this movie is incorrectly named because right now it will go away. This bucket of blood will never see it again. It doesn't get filled up. It's... They shouldn't... Oh, run it. it. They just exploited it. <laughs> they exploited the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> the bucket gets no residuals... No. Oh, He's talking is himself. He's figuring out now I could do it again. Oh, just took some clay and fixed it up. You just took some clay, you know, with the cat? Yeah. Go home and make something, Walter. You hear the dripping of the blood in the yeah. background? Yeah. Drip, drip, drip. The sax playing. Shut up, sax is going to heard. I got another cat. But you've got a cop. Now this cop's calling up going, No, we haven't seen him. Nobody knows where he is. No, you know what? I checked match game AM and PM. <laughs> I checked. I flipped through Game Show Network, AMC. I, I can't find him. I can't find him. Okay, now a discovery is going to be made. All right. Yeah. Leonard oh, is like dead cat. cat. He's admiring the cat, and then he's going to notice a little bit of fur coming out of it. Whoa! Oh, hey, cat crack. Cataract. Oh, cat, cat crack. don't crack. Did he land on his feet? <laughs> he's not a real cat. Look, fur. He is a real cat. Holy shit! Holy oh, shit! What a psycho. Yes. What a psycho. Dick what a proto-slasher, albeit in a comedy. An horror comedy, oh, God forbid. Now, Leonard knows the secret, but the thing is, even though he's down on Walter, you're the bus boy. Let's go, chop, chop. He still likes the guy, and he feels bad for him that he's like such a uh, nerd. But so he doesn't, I, he doesn't reveal, say anything. Yeah, he doesn't say anything. 
Oh, that okay, Carl, now you're in Angelino. Where are we? We are in Venice Beach, California. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, because you grew up in Los Angeles. Right. This is Not Venice, Beach. Venice Beach. I don't know those cop cars. Now, this guy, he would go on to have a little bit of success. So they're singing about a convicted murderer, right? Yikes. This is perfect for the film. <clears throat> the guitar player and singer at the nightclub, Alex Hasselev, who was soon to form the popular folk trio, The Limelighters with Lewis Gottlieb and Glenn Yarbaugh. So I look them up, and they are a thing, but I don't know. What's the lime lighter? Yeah, it's L-I-M-E, like the fruit. Right. And then L-I-T-E-R-S, light, L-I-T-E, light. Oh, lighters. lighters. I would say a lemon is a lot lighter than a lime. I would say that. If you look at them floating in a cup together, the lime is, is a deeper... Okay, so now he's like, okay, let's see. He's in the artist world. He knows that it's a cat, a real cat. That's the big idea. Idea? Oh, and then he's going to show up with a new portrait, a, a cop, a life-sized person. Okay, so he was going to, you know, he's terrified that it's a real cat, but now a guy wants to give him a hundred bucks for it. Right? So... Wait. He doesn't just what? Nineteen fifty nine, that money. <laughs> yeah, actually, nineteen fifty nine money. You know, usually I look that up, Mike. Right? I didn't do it this time, but I did look up on uh, Google, and in nineteen fifty nine, that was worth a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, all right. I'll have to take Google's word for that. In nineteen fifty nine, hundred bucks was. I like the guy. So is he wearing like a a ribs? You know, yeah, he's right? it, no, it's it's con like Confederate. Confederate. Yeah, Confederate. crazy. What is it called? He's from the east. Uh, murdered man. Murdered man. He wrote. Anytime. Now look, look at Leonard's face. He knows he might have killed someone. Once it was called the third time Phyllis saw me, she exploded. Now what kind of a statue was that? I don't know. It's made out of driftwood and dipped in fluoric acid. Very wild. What? Corman's just kills me. Beatniks. Nothing. 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 Except that I might be standing next to a murderer. They got wheat germ bagels. Too much. Is he trying to be shocking by wearing the Confederate uniform? Uh, he's trying to trigger you, Mike. No, yeah. they're beatniks. Right? The one oh. guy's wearing like a motorcycle cap. The other I guy's know. wearing like... I mean, they're just, try they're just trying to be cool. Okay, so now... He's like, I will give you fucking $200 for the cat. I'll give you $300 for the cat. He goes, look, look, buddy. Listen, I'll give you $500. So then the guy's like, $500 fucking dollars. Let's see. Yeah. $300 for the cat? Now we're only at $300. I know I'm going out of my mind, but I've been collecting art pieces all over Europe for years. All over Europe? All got over it. Europe. Easily has got it. I want to buy it. How he got to Venice Beach, I'll never know. Very sure that I get it, I'll pay you $500. $500? <laughs> Let's look at his next time. Myrtle, hold my call. Did you say $500? Yeah, right. Hang up his old-timey phone. Now, if... Right for five hundred dollars. If it was me, I'd be like, "Sir, do you know that this is nineteen fifty nine? Five hundred dollars." 
Okay, the cat said bye. Right. Now, definitely. By the way, he will only ever give Walter 50 bucks, by the way. <laughs> Out of the 500? Yeah, because he said a guy wants to get a hundred buy the cat for $100, so he just sticks to his story. Oh, I got to tell you, there's a funny line Dick Miller says in Hollywood Boulevard. He's an agent, and he goes, he's on the phone. He's like, what do you got? A donkey show? Any tap dances? Am I interested? Bring your ass up here. <laughs> okay, now we're going to see Murdered Man, his new... And watch how bad this guy Leonard acts. He's, he's not doing a good job being an actor, I don't think. And I bet you he'd smack my face if he was here, because I'm so ballsy to say that. His name is Anthony Carbone. Anthony yeah, Carbone. He was all over low-budget horror films of Roger Corman in, this, er, in the late 50s, early 60s. He was once on The Big Valley. You know, a TV show. Oh, yeah, there he goes. There goes Leonard. So he's just not acting well. I think he's just like, I mean, if you're scared that somebody's a murderer, do you do this? Like, he's trying to contain himself from exploding out of his body. What is he doing? Yeah, I hear you, man. He's doing something, right? He's well, acting. yes, he's doing something. Yes, he is acting. Oh, whoa! It's sick, man. The city. Like, yeah. Now, Murdered Man is pretty gross. Do you see its scar down its, its sure. forehead? Yeah. When I look at this person, I cannot believe I thought it was Audrey for a whole watching of the film. She does not look like Audrey. Look at that! Cracked in the middle. Right. This is a wonderful work! Yes. I, I love it. The way it's severed like a... <laughs> like a, like a door. Are you okay, door. Leonard? Are you acting? I'll tell you. Yes? Well, you, you cover it up again, please, huh? Please. <laughs> so Leonard's going to sell it. All this nonsense. Why do you want to hide it? Well, well, Leonard did something greedy with the cat, but he will not have the... Gumption to sell a ...role of... Yeah, he won't have the role of a money grubber in this film. We're, we're past that scene, and... Is he going to call the cops? Go on and murder? No. People are narking. <laughs> he goes, whoa, 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 don't come too close to me, bitch. It's going to be hot again. Well, it would take you years to make that many statues, but your work would be featured. It's a wonderful idea, Walter. It's the only way to get... He was right to decline Little Shop of Horrors after this film. Dick Miller? Yeah. Why? It's the same character. No way, man. You would you would think they would be a little Seymour would be a little slumpier. No, Seymour was a lovable fool, right? Right. Uh, Dick Miller in this thing is, a, or Walter Paisley is like <clears throat> a confused, insecure, and stupid man who's alone. Who's a loner. He's got he's got to have some history of damage. It, right. Another thing is, they talk about this as if it's a comedy. It's all over the internet like this is a comedy. I'm not laughing. I think it's a drama. Now look, he's giving him 50 bucks for the cat. Faith in you, Walter. Gee, $50 for something I made. Now you're a professional. 
Right, not two hundred and fifty dollars. No, five hundred. Well, oh, five hundred. Mm-hmm. You split it fifty-fifty. Yes, that was the deal. So basically, what he said is, Walter, we're not showing this at the cafe. What you've got to do is make a bunch of works, and then we'll show you all at once, like at a gallery with uh, people that you know. Yay! For the Yay. first time ever. Oh, hello, writer's grandma. Oh, shows up. Landlord shows up right now. Whoa, look at that. Yeesh. Yeesh. She doesn't like it. Have a nice night. So that explains the smell. Okay, here this he goes. This guy's still on stage? Give him a light. Oh, <laughs> yummy, yummy, yummy. I got love in my tummy. <laughs> Why you gotta be so rude? <laughs> Don't you know I'm human? Why you gotta be that so rude? So gonna bury that girl walter will bury her anyway bury that girl bury her anyway for a second exhibit walter bury things that's my second exhibit see like is this comedic relief it just seems oh, like they're cool. acting Pretty like I'm gonna this is else. a trauma this is rosencrantz and guildenstein <laughs> <laughs> no they gotta tell school kids college kids they're Sunset Boulevard dropouts. Oh, here's uh -huh. the artist. Okay, now Walters made 50 bucks. Oh, and that's 1950s money. So right. he's got to spend. He could spend five bucks and have a great night. That's what he's about to do. See, he's all cocky. 500 five cent comic books, please. That's right. <laughs> and a piece of papaya cheesecake and, and a bottle of Yugoslavian white wine. Whoa. Good Hello, Maxwell. How are you? How are you? He's one of the click now. So now you see he's starting to like fame. Now, when he killed the cat, it was a mistake. When he killed the cop, it was kind of a mistake. It was a panic-stricken self-defense. Right. There was a gun out, right? So right. it was self-defense. Now... We've got a cocky, cocky Walter. I'm a sculptor now. So his next murder. This could be all these dudes. It would. <laughs> no, but it will be homicide. It won't be manslaughter. It will be. Now, this girl is an asshole and we are set up to hate her so okay. that when she gets killed later, it's OK. We're still sympathetic to Walter. <clears throat> Why are we sitting with the bus boy? I'm a model, you know. I only charge $25 an hour. Which is outrageous. Would you like to do me? I just might. Never mind that. Huh? I was going to try free form. What? You go again. You can't take my pigeonhole his aunt. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I was going to suggest to Walter that he try a female figure. As a change from the violent death thing. You really should, Walter. You know, yeah, why don't you line up, Walter? If you like, yeah. I'll be your model for free. Whoa! Not you. Man, what? if you're going to be an artist, you've got to do nudes. Nudes. Right, nudes. right. Yeah. Look, Maxwell Nobody thinks these people are beneath him. Us. Look. Whoa! Get out of here before we wind up in night court. Oh, let's change that. That's a good line. Sick of hearing about skulls. Right, well, because don't they bust coffee shops and send you off to night court? The boy from the yellow door. The oh, bus what do you boy. think you're talking about? Don't shout at me. I don't like you. <laughs> Do 
Nobody asked you, Walter. Walter. What the fuck, uh, dude? A simple little farm boy, and the rest of us are all sophisticated beatniks. That's <laughs> all, man. Let's split. Everybody hates her. Yeah, man. And we're yeah. supposed to hate her, too. So that when she dies, it's cool. It's cool. Look, better woman. Now, um, Carla says, you can do me for free. And she goes, oh, I couldn't do you, Carla, because because Walter knows it means killing whoever he's going to do. He's just going to smear clay over the top of them. <laughs> Look at this. Everybody hates her. What did I, like I say? You're a jerk. Alice? You're obnoxious. Oh, man, obnoxious he's just Alice. an idiot. It's interesting. Little Shop is, is, no, it was Skid Row. It was another Los Angeles film. It was Skid Row. It was another L.A. film for sure. Yeah. Cop. Oh, really? No, yeah, not this time. Good. It's Walter. It's a good disguise being Walter, right? <clears throat> right. Okay, so basically you know what's going to happen now, okay? So maybe I'll tell you something. Um, Maxwell, right, when he showed up to the premiere, he showed up in a tuxedo and sandals. You'll see that throughout this whole film. He wears sandals. People thought he did it because he did it in the film, but the truth is he had swollen feet. Is oh, that that's great. I love it. I think okay. my character should wear sandals. Okay, Walter, that's fine. Let's be more of a jerk. Night. Oh, you're a jerk. You deserve to be strangled. Also, so this is the turn. This is no longer self-defense. Right. He went right over to her apartment to kill her. Female figure, after all. Oh. Oh. I'd like you to pose for it. Remember what I said about my prize? You'll give me money. So that's it. They're gonna go. Okay. Um, okay. That Anthony Carbone, who I was such a jerk to as an actor, yeah. you see, he keeps on walking with his cane, limping. People just assumed he was hurt, and Roger Corman said, "I don't care. We're shooting, right?" But right. no. The guy did it on purpose to I actually don't him. like that cane. That got in the way and stuff. Yeah? Yeah, like they were passing something around and his cane was in the middle of it. Okay. I don't remember the scene. I just, I, of course, probably 10 minutes ago. Dick Miller really didn't like the low budget of this film. It, it, he thought that it didn't help it. It hurt it. And I agree with him. At the end of the film... Uh, I, I don't want to ruin it, even though I ruin everything. I already told you five people die. I told you she's gonna die. Nobody watching this movie. Right. So I don't see a boom mic, Carl. I'm looking at the shadow. I thank you. In the end, keep a lookout. Keep a lookout. In the in the end, um, they don't spend money on the ending, and it really hurts it. It really hurts it. You know, Little Shop of Horrors had a really anticlimactic ending. It was yeah. paper mache pictures of people's bad pictures of people's faces. That's away. right. Yeah. And okay, look, full backle nudity. Wow, colorized. Um, he yeah. Um, in the end of of Little House, he gets into the plant with a knife. Okay, but we never see it. 
we never see him getting eaten and killing the planet at the same time. And right. in the very end of the film, when we see Walter's face, we don't know that the plant is dead. Look, strangling. I'm strangling you with the scarf that couldn't strangle you. Okay. Hey, guys, you should check out my new thing. Whatever happened to that mean girl, Alice? <laughs> That's right. Listen, uh, Dick Miller was only the lead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you were, you were obnoxious. He's obnoxious. He didn't have to kill her. Right, exactly. Yeah. Obnoxious people, like, deserve a good bitch slap. They don't deserve sure, to die. a bitch slap. Look, look at the scarf he's wearing. It's hers. Alice's. It's hers, yeah. You're obnoxious, Alice. Um, though Dick Miller is a recognizable veteran actor and has appeared in well over 100 movies, this film is one of only three that he has the starring role. Do you, do you have the list of the other two? Yeah, they're like 50s BS ones. Oh, Rock and Roll All Night. The, the right? His wife said that he's more like, he's not like Walter Paisley. He's more like the character from Rock All Night. They, they showed that one. It looked pretty good. It, yeah, it's called Rock All Night. Exactly right. And he is a, so that's more like his real life self. She's, yeah. She's no, the other one's War of the Satellites, 1958. War of the Satellites. Yeah. That was actually what I think uh, got him uh, Corman's attention. Or I don't know, something like that. That's Someone's attention got called. He might have been, that might have been a Corman movie. So I'll be quiet on that. <laughs> See how she's looking up? Yeah. Because that's how she got stabbed. So he plastered her like her body? Yeah, that's all he did from all of them. Now you see that kiss? Yeah. Walter will take something, take that very seriously. He's going to fall for Carla if he hasn't already. They they bring up Jack Nicholson because Nicholson was in Little Shop of Horrors and he was also in The Terror with this crazy Boris Karloff movie that Dick Miller was in it. Right. And his wife's like, you know, he's not bitter, but you know, he because he he got to a point in his career where he didn't wasn't getting work. Well, okay. You know, and so to see like a guy like Nicholson make it big, he probably got burnt mm. out of it. Yeah. But, that but then been. suddenly he got tons of work. Okay, so right now, Walter sits up there as a king. They're throwing a little party for him. And he's really being drunk and... Sad. He, he, yeah, he's trying to be conceited. But he doesn't know how to do it. I know I'm... This is a compliment not to the writer, but to the actor, Dick Miller, really, more than anything else. He's the one who's letting us, you know, being with. Uh, he's really. Okay, let's just turn it on. Sure. I'll shut up. Paisley is born. Duncan knows. Tuesday, that's interesting. But this, this photo is always used as a promotion him sitting forlornly sad as, as king. Yeah. And all such things with phones. We know that Walter Paisley is born. Ring rubber bells, beat cotton gongs, strike silken cymbals, gongs, play rubber bells, the cats and cans, and you and I and all such things with souls. We shall you hear. that flutes to keep it down. Look at the undercover cop. He's like, this is fucking stupid. He's a black hat. I don't think he's a cop. 
Oh, yes. You saw him on the phone. Marvelous, darling. Marvelous. Man, like that was the greatest gas I ever heard. The greatest gas I ever heard. Didn't you hear him? No, man. I'm too far out. Far out means high. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, that well you're not one of the hip guys like so, me. Alan, I mean, you, you should come every... down to uh, 1958 and hang with me and the boys. We, uh... We'll go to Sunset Boulevard where it's filled with coffee houses. Oh, it's the cat's meow. Yeah. Oh, no, that's, that's a joke because that's earlier. Yeah, that, that means square. we went too far back. Got to go a little forward. <laughs> No, no, your present is our past. We need to get to the future, which is our past. Kill the divergent timeline. <laughs> Kill it. Drunk ass bitch. You He's should slow down. Is it crazy that, like, the jukebox could have been Fonzie's jukebox from the mid-50s? <laughs> well, it's very apropos. You saw those 50s police cars. They look ridiculously bubbly. Sure. It is the 50s right now. It's the very last second of the 50s, but... But, I mean, you also have, like, you know, EC Comics and Mad Magazine and all the kind of smart stuff on TV and some movies. So, like, he's definitely in the zeitgeist. His film, you know, being this black is kind of... This humor is funny. I mean, there's an early, early version of it. Look at how drunk he is. Yeah, well, here, let's see here a little yeah, bit. Yeah, let's hear one. Oh, speech is over. Oh, wait, wait more. The bard speaks. Alley cats and garbage cans, they know that Walter Paisley is born. He's just now, like... This is a voiceover? Yeah, he's, he's like... Um, He's patting himself on the back. Next, Walter. What are you going to do next? What are you going to do next, Walter? How you call that? Okay, now, we had an accident with the cat. We had self-defense with the cop. We had murdering a jerk. Now we have murdering a random nobody. So he is degenerated now. Now, the reason he wants to do it is... They love him. He needs to do it again. Or they're going to forget. Or they'll think it's a fluke. He needs another statue. God damn it. Right now. That's crazy. That is crazy, man. Would I? Now, American International Pictures, AIP, they came to him in the middle of 59 and said, Corman, we are in trouble. He goes, yeah. And he goes, okay. This is the random killing. He goes, we need you to do a movie in five days, and we'll give you 50 grand. He's like, oh, that sounds great, boss. Yeah, that's not a problem. Yeah, handshake. So he didn't want to do a straight horror film. Um, so it was Charles Griffin. Uh, it was really Griffin and him who got together and, they came up with this. Watch, he gets his head sliced off here. Gross. Oh, yeah. where's the colorized blood? Exactly. There it is in the box. Now, who knows? What's in the box? Better, who knows better than anyone but our bad actor that Walter kills people? Maybe now, he's. Uh, I haven't really watched this movie in a long time, but maybe. Yeah, no, you're right. His acting's not that great. 
Listen, listen. Read about the man who got cut in half. You often talk about gilding the lily, right? You have a guy going extra, extra, guy gets killed in your plot of your movie. It's a little bit. A little bit. Oh, my God. But that's the horror. The guy says it, and what does he show up ahead? He's acting, 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 acting. Put it back. Put it down. I'm falling into a vortex of acting. Um, they dis- they developed the idea and basic outline of the film in one day. Uh, the genesis was an evening Griffith spent drifting around with the beatnik coffee houses on the sunset strip with Corman, observing the scene, tossing ideas, reactions back and forth until we had a basic story. And also, they knew this film called The Mystery of the Max Wax Museum. It was with Vincent Price, Mystery of the Max wax museum and of course you can guess they he put dead people in wax right was that the 3d movie i don't think so it was it starts off with you know those ping pong those plastic balls on a paddle but it's 1932 oh 32 oh you're right okay it can't but if it was i think of the house of wax oh the house of wax look he's in the tuxedo and the sandals Right. I did not, but I'm going anyway, not to drink his champagne, to see Walter's triumph. Now, After that, tonight... no more. Hi, Maxwell. I won't say good luck, Walter. Why not? Why not? It imply you could not succeed on your ability alone. Ridiculous! Okay, so, tonight is a big show of all his um, statues at the coffee house and oh, yeah and and Leonard Leonard sort of put this together I don't understand why like it's a flaw in the film he, he found out that this guy is killing 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 so he says I'll tell you what let's do a show tonight at the club I don't get why yeah no right he should call the cops or at least figured out one of the patrons is a cop now look what this jerk does with the ashes. Wow. Did you see I, it? Yeah, her request is a dump in a Disney World. <laughs> now, this is the scene in which, you know, Walter's like, do you love me? Will you marry me? You know, and, he, and she won't. Fistic. Of course I do. That means you like me. I like you very much, Walter. I, I, I thought you did. I can't how you kissed me the other night. Well, I was just kissing you. Sculptor of the girl, you're nude. Carla, uh, uh, I've been alone for a long time, and and I know you've been alone because you never seem to go out with anybody, even though Leonard's always asking you to go out with him, and I just. Stop on your head, Walter. What do you think I'm trying to say, girl? Will you murder me? Will I murder you? you? (laughs) Walter, will you murder me? I don't want to make statues anymore. I want to get married to you. Look at Dick Miller's quivering lip. He's so good. How long have you been thinking about this, Walter? Oh, for, for a long time. Ever since you first came to work at the club. You were the only one who was ever nice to me. I didn't know you loved me until you kissed me. Uh, I don't love you. A kiss is but a kiss. I do like you. 
Don't hurt his feelings. And I did kiss you. Let the murderer down easy. Yeah. That was because of your work. There's more to being in love with someone than just that. There is? So you don't love me. You mean you don't love me? No. I'm afraid I that's mean, what I mean. cool. But... But you gotta love me. Why do you think I made that statue of Alice? Walter, I'm sorry, but You I... just can't be sorry. I want to marry you. Now calm down, Walter, and let's go in there and... And then maybe when the show's over, we can talk about it. Well, tomorrow. I want to talk about it. Oh, boy. Yeah. Penguin yeah. Meltdown. He's not going to murder her right now, here. Thing, no. He doesn't really get mad at her. It's more well, like he knows it's to immortalize her. You'll see. Okay. Carla. Yes? Will you do one favor for me? Yes? Just about anything, Walter. Would you let me make a statue of you? Would you really like to? <laughs> That'd make me very happy. Yeah, to get murdered? Okay. <laughs> Would it's you a like... perfect crime. You can take the body, plaster it, sell it at art. <laughs> at that, that coffee shop that's somehow open on, on Sunset. <laughs> Dying man, dead man, murdered man, murdered man. Murdered man. Okay, now... I just want to say that films like this, you know, we've heard of Grindhouse and all that, but this was very new. Cheap teen movies for drive-in markets. That's what they were. This was kind of before Grindhouse. Cheap right. teen movies before drive for newly. It was a new thing. It just started, and it gave people like Corman a life. Yeah, they don't totally. care about the quality. Just knock it out. Right, totally. I agree. It's interesting, in Hollywood Boulevard, they go to a drive-in, and one of the movies is The Terror, and they say, hey, Walter, that's you. He goes, yeah, I used to be an actor. Is that a joke? What? What? So in the movie Sunset Boulevard, uh -huh. oh, no, Hollywood Boulevard, yeah. Dick Miller plays Walter Paisley, a, a talent agent. Oh, and okay. And they go see a drive-in movie, and <clears throat> they show a <laughs> Yeah, they show a Corman clip of him. And in the movie, he goes, oh, yeah, that's back when I was an actor. <laughs> Before I was an agent. If only I had 10% of everybody in that. Now, look, look, that movie. look, the losers came in the door. Hey, guys, war's over. Man, we to make this he lost. Let's out, a cappuccino, out. man. We got the bread. We're not open for business. This is an art exhibit. No bumps. Come uh, That art is a bum, man. And he's so good. Yeah. Well, problem. Whoa, right. man. Wait outside. Yeah, you wait outside. Come on, Corman needs you for the next movie. You are not invited. Bad Nicks. Okay, now, in this film, uh, according to the guy I continue to criticize as a bad actor, it had the spirit of having fun, and Corman realized that while making the film, and it helped him with other films he made, like Little Shop. Now, look, she will now discover... Uh, a finger, the pinky. Okay, so some uh, of the clay rubbed off, and there was a pinky under it. So now she realizes there are bodies in the statue. Well, oh, that's Alice. It's all right, Carla. Maxwell says it's all right. Let them become clay in his hands that he might mold them. Walter, 
You stay away from me. Don't you see, Carla? Yeah? I made them immortal. Immortal? Don't you see, I can do the same for you. Immortal. So now, cat's out of the bag. This dude is a murderer. And he's obviously chasing... Yeah. Now, she will see it too. The paint, the finger. And she's going to, you know... Now, everybody knows. And even Maxwell will be like, Walter Paisley is a murderer! Also, why am I drinking coffee with dead bodies everywhere? Now, these guys have revealed themselves to be cop. This guy has revealed himself to be a cop. It's the yellow door. It's the yellow door, but they didn't colorize it to be yellow. <laughs> well, maybe in real life it wasn't. <laughs> it's a choice you can make, right? They should have. Right. Yeah, not as a director, but, uh, you know, possibly a, a color a colorizer can make the decision for you. Now, we are heading towards the end here. And again, in Corman-like fashion, it's a chase. Uh, that's what we saw in Little Shop. Right. And, okay, this other film, I never saw it. Uh, here it is. You're right, it's underwater, right? Creature from the Haunted Sea! Right, it's, which I never saw known to me. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen that one. Well, I don't think it's in the public domain. That's why we did this one in Little Shop, so... Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> no, they're great films, and uh, no one's done these movies before. Here's something that I don't like about the film, but it's cool. What could they know? All of a sudden, he starts hearing the voices of the people in the film. He can't hide just because we're in play and he isn't. That's weird. The clay people are talking to me. Go home, Walter. He won't know where else to go. Okay, so you hear what I'm saying, right? Like yeah. the whole film, he wasn't a psychotic or something. That's not why he killed. He killed to keep his statue, stature. He killed to keep his, you know. Do you think the it's the actual time. souls? It's the actual souls telling him this? Like maybe it's not in his head. Maybe it is the ghost. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is the souls. It's not explained. Yeah. But that's what I mean. There was no preamble to. And like, how come if the landlord it lady, if the landlord lady was like. My aunt, aunt Ether, Mer, you know, my aunt Mermel speaks to me when I, you know, when I was a girl. There was no setup that I interrupted. Though, go ahead. No, I was saying you're right. There's no setup, and also we just heard one guy. I wanted to hear obnoxious Alice from you. Well, call no, we that heard a murder. We heard yeah, that Alice. Well, we're right now. We're hearing the soundtrack of Little Shop. Oh, right. You were saying that the composer just renamed it and gave it to Corman. Exactly. Fritz. Fritz. What's his name? Well, this came first, so he probably reused it for Little Shop. Yeah. Or had reused it. Cellist Fritz Katz. This score was used in a total of seven films, including The Wasp Woman, Creature from the Haunted Sea. That's that third one in this trilogy. Every time Katz was called upon to write music for Corman, Katz sold the same score as if it was new music. What an ass. 
I busy? I don't know. <laughs> Do you think maybe they just had to launder money? It, it is actually, you're right. It is an asshole thing to do. Don't know why Corman didn't notice. Okay, now, he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know what to do. So he's going to do something that's good about the film. He will now put himself in clay, and he'll hang himself and die. He will immortalize himself. Let's hear. Okay. But the, they have no budget, so they don't put him in clay. You'll see. Here's what I'll do. I'm Dick Miller. I'll improvise this scene. I'll take a piece of rope, right? And then I'll <laughs> hang myself. Look at these. Yeah. It'll be bees knees, I tell you. This film calls for him to be a statue like his other ones. But he's not. Look at his hair. Watch this. <gasps> I had to do a shock face. <gasps> And roll him. He would have called it hanging man. Look at that. He just put a little clip. Yeah. Uninspired. Right. Repetition. Repetition is death. And then the end. Good hangout movie, huh? Carl, what'd you think of this movie? I enjoyed it. I think it was good. Yeah, it's like a good Twilight Zone movie. It's not too long. It's a, it's a good feature length film. 70 minutes or so. 77. No, I criticisms about the film i mean you just heard me talking about how ghosts show up or he's right. insane or something and also um the, well i forget right now this very second but i had a few criticisms right doesn't matter yeah. i still enjoyed the film from start to finish yeah and i always remember this movie as a scary film he kills people in cold blood and then yeah. you know passes it off as art which is the best parody that's satire right there carl that's some good satire mm. Death imitates oh, art. Artie. Yeah, right? Death equals art. Mm -hmm. Art equals death. Uh, commerce, right? Yeah, man. Art is commerce, dude. That is so non-materialistic. But Dick Miller is great in this yeah. movie. He's so good in this movie. Yeah. All right. Well, I love it. Yeah, of course. Classic. That little shop. I've never seen the underwater film, but maybe one day I will. Yeah. Thank you, Charles Griffin. All right, Carl, wow, wow. Thank you so much, Carl, for watching this movie several times, getting this fantastic research, uh, guiding us through Bucket of Blood, 1959. Produced, written, produced, directed by Corman himself, Roger Corman with Dick Miller. I hope you enjoyed it. We will be back next Sunday at 2 p.m. on MutinyRadio.fm. <laughs> you know, I've been hanging out here outside. I wish they let me in here at 2781. And uh, Carl... We'll be back next Sunday. We'll be back on YouTube and we'll be back on your podcast feed. So hope to see you then. Thanks. Bye. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been over one long year watching movies bad, strange, and weird commandeer by Michael. Hi. 
best friend. I, I wrote this song. My turn-ons are French poodles, Chinese noodles, and, and German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's Jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the duh. Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael. Wanna put 
figured out who was talking with me. No, this. When I do right, I feel him walking with me. Right. So I'm adamant. Some call it arrogance. I can cope because I know I'm broke for having sense. Put my back's against the wall. It's getting rough to get a buck. In the job with a minimum wage, won't get enough. Face with giving up. And my lady friend B finance ain't me. And we just an argument away from splitting up. It gets lonely. My fam disown me. Call me the black sheep cause I act street. Yeah, it's that deep. I try to change click homies. Flipped on me cause I don't hang. We have beef, but I'm at peace. So that cease. At least I ain't got no ties on my post rise. And no time for no crime. Knowing the most highs watching with a close eye. They said I'm all been talking to me. They say I'm fine. He said he understands me. That mean I know he's always walking with me. They say I'm cause he sees what I've been through. That mean I'm no good. When the world starts kicking me around, all of my face make me wanna put him down. Yo, yo, what's good? Airwaves of Mutiny Radio. This is MC Paws tapping in for Old Soul Radio. We're gonna keep it pretty chill tonight. We're gonna be hanging out. Shout out to Ugly Sundays for holding it down. The first block here on Sunday nights, Sunday evenings. <clears throat> um, we're gonna play Hella Slaps. I brought some records, um, brought a CD. Grand Puba a CD that I found. I'm gonna check it out. And uh, yeah, go Warriors. Gotta get that record up. But um, yeah, happy to be here with you guys. Um, we got the final hour later on at 8 o'clock, so make sure to stay tapped in all the way till 10. Um, so, but yeah. Stay locked in here with us at Also Radio. I'll be your DJ on the ones and twos. MC Pause tapping in with you. Here we go. Cheer. Woman, planet Earth, our people Jew versus Muslim, North State, sword Blood versus Crip, everywhere more War, primitive man versus Civilized savage, one's a poke And the other one live lavish, light skin Versus dark skin, east versus west Blessed with balance, only curse with Stress, much success, a brilliant life Possessed, but many are afraid To face life's true test, uh, spirit Over flesh, hard to make a manifest The government oppress the best and brightest G-O-D, got a place Inside of me, but it's church versus state and they hate it when you're free The opposition might rock your brain The universal is a circle, everything soon change The world never changed for me It's the same in the place to be The world never changed for me It's the same in the place to be The world made a opposite 
Nah, we either fear the opposite or wish that we were them. Either hate or envy the lies that other people live. Contrast the hue and then you see the soul behind the skin. Take away the pew and see that they play like them. Maybe the cross and the Quran isn't so different. Maybe these lines are make believe and the opposite is pretend. Just a man made law with a flaw in that gem. Like your view is the truth and everyone else is sin. Get off it. Thinking that perspective is God sent. I'm from the city where they invented the mosh pit. And when I fell, my people, they pulled me up and told me you got a job to do. It's all part of the process. I needed a star before I could eat again. I needed addiction to learn what freedom is. Lost perspective, so I had to fix a lens to learn that a leader knows himself in the opposite. Well, With someone I respect that I honestly have a deeper sense of admiration I'm activating my artistry to sacrifice style and show you a different part of me Pardon me when I part the sea with my verse Niggas selling they soul to hear me converse It's hard to bear when people pay me to share But I always put music and merit before commerce Bomb first like Pac in his day Like I'm rocking his jade Hock in your face, cocky display I'm lyrically polished, free of pockets of slaves I can raise Christopher Wallace from up out of his grave uh, so what's the opposite of real? If Oprah is a mammy, then Tyra's a Jezebel. For one, a man, the diva, the seven, the eight skeezers, the people begging for balance, but they tipping the scale. Oh, well. well
You choose whether you win or lose So when I ain't around, my name always up in your mouth The whole story, especially like you went down south Acting like you been around me before I was paying you Never know what I've been through, I'll tell you like any shoes Just another day, job bless Inserts with a musical flavor, utilizing the talents of the MCD vocal group. And for custom music backgrounds, the MCD musicians. Build hours from the ground up. Everything fully custom the way you request, with your own special variations. And as you can tell from the studio session, to get Mother the right variations. Here are a few examples. Snakes and cobras, fake smile on their face like they think they know ya. I don't know that brother, he the type of snitch on his soldiers. He was down with the whole scene, part of the whole thing. When he got caught, switched up on the whole team. I don't need friends, stick to PNC and be wrong. When we mob, see our reality. When I say put him up, just put him high. Say what you say to my face, look me in my eye. No matter who you are or who you are, it's always something to try to when I say put them up, just put them high You say what you say to my face, look me in my eye No matter who you are, or who you are It's always some nigga trying to assassinate your character Man, a lot of dudes talking, betray that image Only get sacked at the line of scrimmage Always start something that they can't finish Acting like it's all love, like a game of tennis All the dudes paperwork, bang your name in the minutes You know the type, running around like you straight up menace That's the reason why I do dirt with no cold feet So when the people ask the questions you don't know me I mean, I've seen it coming up Dudes sell they soul Just to get less time And come home parole wow. You know our feds like to make them threats For no bottom When you let them see your sweat They like, hmm, we got em The prospect of never seeing your family again Contemplating, will I be live again? It's too late Once you cooperate with them Look that differently through the eyes of men I'm a stand-up guy When I say put them up Just put them high you say what you say to my face Look me in my eye No matter who you are Or who you are yeah. It's always some nigga try to assassinate I'm a scab 
I've ever got When I say put them up, just put them high Say what you say to my face, look me in my eye No matter who you are or who you are It's always some nigga try to assassinate your character I don't care no names, write down no dates and times Soon as I hear a little glitch, I switch up my lines, son I wash my hands with friends It's just a tight circle that I could call my mans And these bitches on the bullshit looking for a score Move out the old hood to become a new whore Stay blinded by the pussy in the shine Instead of being focused and staying on the grind If loyalty don't kill you, the gun will A lot of people playing that role, but none real But you can recognize them by the look in they grill You can smell fear on them, it's like they look in the pill You can tell these on them, you just look in the squill Julian got knocked and he ain't look for a deal One for the team is how you look at the field The shooters ain't hard to find when you look at the field I'm a stand-up guy, when I say put them up, just put them high you say what you say to my face, look me in my eye No matter who you are or who you are It's always some nigga try to assassinate I'm a scab guy When I say put him up, just put him high you say what you say to my face, look me in my eye No matter who you are or who you are It's always some nigga try to assassinate your Modern girl, that I say girls, 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 girls. was trouble, but I disregarded detour signs and did not stop till you was mine. I guess God was like, I fine. Careful what you wish for, cause you just might get it in heaps. Try to give it back and be like, no, nah, this yours a key. So poetic, baby girl, you make it hard to speak. My dream lover make it hard to sleep. I roll a little song about it. And she came with the same type game to hear a new friend that shoes, brand new Gucci friends. Big things, I think you can't nightly explain. And she brought for us the land, she make mine turn insane. Had seen her on the album, spotted her, come on monitor Had so bad, she think body stripe, fella, watch it, la 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 Text breaking the bed work, carry the Man see her touches a man, you feel sorry for Hustlers, bubblers, jugglers, sufferers All wanna know what her name and phone number was It's spinning up the money like custom up, it touch her up Fuck it up, it done it up, hex them up, it done it up Some boy up, it done it up Trying to ride with a diamond like yo Looking pretty in the club Plus you love most of love Ass by the stacks By the dress mask Hair wrap Wilma style Chunky that's how I like my bats You were rose in the hood Smoked out of 89 We had it back You had a baby by Vine But that's irrelevant Bygones is bygones Calgons is Calgons Love it when you jump and go stars Stepping out of BBQs Remember when we licked the cream Out of Susie Q's Spaghetti Jules The big word on the street You like Millie Jackson in the new Mac lit Carrying heat For say over with a makeover Billie Jean slash Dairy Queen Fantasy is can I eat you on a swing See it's written all over my bag Daily news, big boat letters Front page, thought I would take All the finance, ghetto troublemakers From all over the world I'm from New York, Why didn't 
cock out Do a hand tie and make a backside pop out Watch out! If you don't have the VIP lock out The big dollars to talk about Just turn around and walk out Exotic fabrics, speech elaborate Think it's midday traffic Running game like the Mavericks Making time seem elastic when we stretch out and smash it Then vanish like a phantom up and wreck my understanding like yeah. What? Some of them listening to this song at their job. Some of them running game on some cat right now. I want you to just rock and bounce with that. Rock and bounce with that. I say.
Libra. Leo. Cancer. Ralph. Charles. Paul. Larry. Description, baby. Cancer, 
And my name is Larry. And I like a woman that loves everything and everybody. Because I love everybody and everything. And you know what, ladies? If you feel that this is you, then this is what I want you to do. Yeah. 